and non-benders alike, welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. And this week, we're going to be crossing the Treacherous Serpent's Pass. And we love what we have going on this week, which, as you mentioned, we're going to be covering the Serpent's Pass, but we are not doing it alone. No, we are not. This week, we are joined by Afia Augustine and Vincent Bernard, content creators and co-hosts of the podcast Adultish and Huge Avatar Stands. Yes. <laughs> Welcome in, friends. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We love being on your couch and in your house and all that lovely stuff. <laughs> all the good stuff. Yeah, I met these two uh, several years ago now. Um, I did their adultish podcast and had such an amazing time. And at, at that time, there was like the grain of possibility that the Avatar podcast was going to be happening. And man, I dropped that. I dangled that out there so quick and then just with scheduling and everything, it's taken us into book two to have you both on. But I'm so excited because I love both of your spirits so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you're so inspiring and funny mm-hmm. and lovely and positive and such like a perfect representation of the Avatar verse and the fandom. And like we use fandom very loosely since Dante and I are also in it. Uh, yes, of <laughs> it's course. like everyone who's ever loved Avatar, whether they be famous or not famous or everything in between. Um, and, and I love your podcast. So we're very excited to have you. Awesome. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for having us. We're happy to be here, aren't we, Fee? I'm just like so speechless because of all of this <laughs> yes. going on. And I have gifts to give out and everything. So it's like hey. I'm just waiting for the opportunity <laughs> to like drop that for y'all. Oh, well, no. I'm getting to know you guys now. I just want to find out uh, first and foremost how you guys came upon Avatar, The Last Airbender or the Avatar verse. So I first learned of Avatar um, through like my ex, funny enough. Uh, he used to like watch the show on Nickelodeon and then he started DVRing it. And I'm like, what is this that you're watching? And this was, of course, like when it was still out. So we started watching it there. And then I started talking to my cousins about it. And then one of my cousins was like, oh, you watch Avatar too? I was like, yeah, bro. So then I started having like an actual family of people who watched Avatar. So of course, when Korra came out, it was like a no brainer. We were going to continue watching in the, in the Avatar verse. So yeah, I've been a, a fan from long time ago. Mm-hmm. And see, for me, it was a little different. See, so the show ran on Nickelodeon from what, 2005 to 2008, seven, something like that. So <clears throat> when I got into it, it was already off. They weren't making any more new episodes. And right. actually that night I had just got through a horrible breakup and I was home by myself mm. hanging out. So I was like kind of feeling away. And then I turned on the TV and it was Avatar and it was the episode of The Boiling Rock. Now, if you're going to start watching Avatar, you want to start with The Boiling Rock. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you the scene that got me. It was the scene with Suki. That scene when she's... I know I'm going way ahead because I haven't talked about this episode yet. You could just say foreshadow scene. report. Okay, say foreshadow, foreshadow report, report yes. and you okay. have excused it all. Report. Got you. Yes, foreshadow report. So she's like jumping on all the prisoners' heads and then she climbs up the wall and then she does a flip and then she gets the warden. And I was just like, like, what show is this? And then the bending and I was a fan. So... That was like 2009. So it's been a part of my life since. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's real. Okay. It's real. Yeah. It's real. <laughs> now, in uh, the show, obviously, you guys both watch both shows. Mm-hmm. And there's all these hybrid animals. We always ask our guests, what's their favorite hybrid animal on the show? It's either the platypus bear or, I mean, the shoe shoe is like my favorite. I mean, the shoe shoe. 
Yeah, it licks you when you can't move. It's not the most aesthetically pleasing animal, but it it's isn't. fierce. But it smells everything. What a sense of smell. Yes, right? What a sense of smell. <laughs> but it's a hybrid of an anteater and a... It's part anteater, part wolf, and part star-nosed mole, I think. Oh, a star-nosed mole. Not a regular mole like people out there. Star-nosed star mole. mole. Right. Very Special. specific. God, I love that share shoe. I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but I did not expect the share shoe to make it in. And I also not love that's platypus bear. I was waiting for you to just toss out turtle ducks like like. I was going to say do, turtle so. duck. I'm sorry. Ah. <laughs> I'm basic. I'm sorry. I'm basic. Yeah. I mean, they're cute. <laughs> They're like super cute. Easy. They're they're fa- they're my favorite. Yeah, fan favorite. We gotta get both in. We gotta get the fierce. We gotta get the tender. You're right, Janet. You gotta get the fierce. You gotta get the tender. And I automatically started with fierce. Sure, sure. <laughs> so that's just who you are. Fia went basic with a turtle duck, but I love the turtle duck. Also, my favorite. Sometimes Thank I you. think what turtle duck soup would taste like, but that's just. It. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I know. What's up, Saka over here wanting to eat everything in the avatar? Exactly. Turtle duck. I mean, soup. it's a duck, and there's turtle soup. It's kind of. <laughs> Uh, Maybe it's, it's like Peking duck turtle soup. Yeah. I can't do it. Ugh. I'm just seeing the platypus bear in my head laying an egg when it got scared. That's the scene that I keep seeing in my Hilarious. head. That's a great, great moment. All right. What else do we ask our beautiful guests? So we got to ask you guys this uh, question we ask everybody. Very bold question. Do you have any favorite ships as in relationships in the Avatar verse? Huh. So I, I actually have a good one. My favorite would be Gazan and Minghua, Legend of Korra season three. Wow. Yes, because it's it's implied that there was yeah, something yeah. possibly there. Deep cut, you guys out there. And, yes. And deep fast cut. forwarding into the future. This is very exciting. Somebody's <laughs> gonna have to come back on for book three of Korra. <laughs> I had to I had to think outside the box and that was it. Love it. <laughs> Athea, I don't want you to feel pressured to go deep into Korra book three. You could go straight up book one, <laughs> book two, or book three of Avatar. Um so I'm just gonna go with the one that is probably gonna be that's gonna be talked about today anyway, which is Suka. I just Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Love it, love it. Fabulous. I mean, I also like Taka, but we're going to go with Suka. And yeah, it's, yes. it's right in this episode right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. And then the last question that we're going to ask you guys, which we ask everyone that joins our program, in the Avatar verse, if you can be a, a bender, what bender would that be? What element would you bend? <sighs> you know, I struggle with this one because I'm always caught between earth and water. And my reasons are because I'm an earth sign. So, duh, I shouldn't be like an earthbender, right? But then my parents are both water signs. So then I think, well, if it's hereditary, then I never really know. But I settle on earth because you could bend more things with earth. Sand, metal, lava, rock, dirt. So I settle with earthbending. Great answer. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Vincent, I'm tired of you going before me, but it's okay. Um, I'm going to go with Earth. It's not as beautifully, um, you know, described as Vincent, but I'm just going to say Earth because it's just friggin' cool. And it's uh, Toph. I mean, yeah. like, you, you see Toph doing it and it's just looking like amazing. Just so I guess. I know. I love it. I love that you're both that you're both calling Earth. I think it's perfect. Um, all right. So, Dante, will you remind us where we are in book two? Where were yeah. where was the gang right before Let's this Let's revisit episode? where we are in book two here. The last episode, the gang was stuck in the desert. Aang was off looking for Appa. Sokka tripping on some cactus juice. Iron Zuko <laughs> led us to the Order of the White Lotus. And now we find out that the Sandbenders took Appa 
to Bossing Say. That, I mean, we say every episode, but a lot did happen in that episode. A, a lot, lot happened. Yeah. That, that's happened all one episode. That's desert. a lot. A lot happened. Just like when yeah. you try to do like a little quick recap, it's like, whoa, all that happened right. in that episode? Yes, it did. Right. That was a ton of stuff. <laughs> um, and so what we are going to be diving into today, we know that the gang is going to run into someone very special that already got teased a little bit in some ship talk. Uh, they're going to reunite. Uh, we're going to see another character that I know some a certain someone is going to be very excited to see and uh, possibly hook up with in friendship. Uh, a little someone who likes to chew on something when he's getting up to no good and uh oh so we're gonna yeah be... my man is back <laughs> we're getting we're really seeing some of the grounded reality of what it is to be a refugee trying to get into bossing say from you know getting away from the fire nation which i think is really powerful stuff in this episode you know there's just a, of course there's a lot that happens but i love the way that gets laid out so you really kind of again connect with like oh this is of course there are refugees. Of course there are people who've been displaced and are trying to get into Bossing Se because it's supposedly the place that they're going to be the most safe. I see you. You're about to say something to in defense of the Fire Nation. There's a lot of heavy themes in this episode. Yes. <laughs> Could are. not agree more. It is written by our wonderful Josh Hamilton, who we're so happy to welcome onto the podcast this season, as well as directed by our friend Ethan Spaulding, who we also welcomed onto Braving the Elements this season. Um, and by the way, uh, I'm sure everybody listening to this knows this already, but you may have watched the show on Netflix, for example. Uh, it would be grouped as The Serpent's Pass as a two-parter. Um, you may have watched it on your DVD when I think that's like The Journey to Ba Sing Se as a two-parter. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're confused, um, re- rest assured, that is very normal because it mm-hmm. appears in a lot of different ways. But ultimately... Yes, it screwed me up. On certain places, it's The Secrets of the Fire Nation, and it's these two things. But when they do the beginning, it doesn't say that. It just says Serpent's Pass in the drill. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dante, kick us off. Where are we when we start this fantastic episode? Okay, well, here we are with Team Avatar in a peaceful canyon, complete with a waterfall and a swimming hole as Katara and Aang relax and horse around the water uh, while Sokka tries to read the map he stole from the library. Uh, luckily, Katara's on hand to waterbend the water from from the priceless map. And, and there's a really great shot of her, too. Like, she has that shot where she's she's drying her hair. I'm like... All right, Katara, she out here doing her thing. <laughs> a little flexing. Flex. I've definitely seen some memes of uh, that moment of Katara and her hair. She's letting sure. you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's right, letting people right. know. And uh, Sokka determines that to get to Bossing Safe from where they are, they'll need to cross a little sliver of land in the water called the Serpent's Pass. There's no other way to go since they don't have Appa. Oops, sorry, Aang. You know, a little awkward moment there. <laughs> Aang's trying to yeah. be tough about it, though. Um, so it looks like they're off. No more distractions. Except, er, it's the trio of travelers we might add that you might recall from Zuko alone, the pregnant woman, Ying, yeah. who needs to get mm-hmm. to Bossing Say before she gives birth. And Team Avatar invites them to join them for the Serpent's Pass, only to immediately be warned to not go that way as it's the most dangerous way to go there, but instead that they should go to a full moon bay where fairies take refugees across the lake and it's been hidden from the Fire Nation so they can't find it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Fia, take us through what happens next. Absolutely. So from there, we find ourselves at Full Moon Bay, where the Earthbenders are, you know, deep indeed, they're secreted away in this beautiful cavern walls. Like they just do the little, you know, bending and it's like it's up and then it's down. It's like super exclusive, but not because it's refugees, but it's not, but it is. Um, but yeah, right. <laughs> well, um, 
right? And of course, there's so many refugees there. And of course, Katara being Katara, right? She mentions like, I can't believe that the Fire Nation has displaced so many people shooting eyes at Dante, but not because I don't want to, you know, but I mean, there's a fire under in the room. So. Not all the Fire Nation, just some of the Fire Nation. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with you on that. But speaking of Dante, guess who's on one of the ferries that pull out? We see that Iroh and Zuko are on it. Um, Iroh hasn't been to Basixay since his, quote, greatest military disgrace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And just feeling really soundly badly defeated there. And there we seemingly have, like, you know, with seemingly zero sympathy for, like, the refugees there, you know, Zuko starts complaining. Who would have thought after all these years I'd return to the scene of my greatest military disgrace as a tourist? Look around. We're not tourists. We're refugees. <laughs> Ugh! I'm sick of eating rotten food, sleeping in the dirt. I'm tired of living like this. Aren't we all? And then we see something. Well, wheat, something, something, <laughs> or the other, sticking out of... <laughs> yes. And that's right. Yes. Jet is back. How many of those wheat mm-hmm. things does Jet have? Is it the same one that he's been carrying for How all many, this time? Right? Or does he just have a pocket full Thank of wheat? <laughs> I think he has a pocket full. Yeah, he has a pocket full of it. But Jet's not alone. Just to let you guys all no, know, of not. course, he's there with Smell of Being Longshot. And, of course, he wastes no time in hearing Zuko complaining about the food and letting us all know that he heard that the captain has eaten really happy. And he's like, do you want to liberate some of this food? And Zuko does nothing but toss that bowl of food away. And he says, I'm in. What a brat. (laughs) I mean, there's some great shots of them talking in this episode together, like two close-ups. They look like a great dynamic, dude. They give Batman and Robin a run for their money. Absolutely. That's like Batman and Batman, if you ask me. That's like Batman and Batman. I know they're stronger than Batman and Robin. And this was their bonding time. So this is a very important time for Zuko and Iroh. Uncle Iroh. Very important. So it's necessary that they had this, this time together. I love Iroh's hat with the flowers, too. That's a nice touch. I know. It's always like his tourist hat, though, right? This is what tourists do. We're going on vacation. Here's my hat. It's a great point. So we so we know they're on a ferry. They are officially already headed that way. And back at the refugee area, we see this very strict woman who was yelling left and right at refugees who are just trying to get home. And I will say that as officious as she is, this character is actually played by Karen Murayama, who is one of the funniest improvisers yes, out there. She is so funny. She's the awesome. director of a show called The Black Version, which is my favorite improv group of all time in L.A. at the Groundlings Theater. And she is so so funny and it's so funny because she has to really command the show to get suggestions from the audience she has to shout over people when she's getting suggestions from the audience and this is kind of the voice she uses but it's because she has to because you can't hear over like the cacophony of people shouting suggestions so it was very funny because i was like wait a minute i know that i've been yelled at by that voice who is that so she is fantastic <laughs> shout out to karen and shout out to phil lamar who's oh, a part of the black Who's also the Earth King? Yes, Phil Lamar yeah. does so many voices. Yeah, he is the Earth King's voice. I think he's the Earth King's <laughs> voice. Is. We're getting to him. We're getting to him. So anyway, 
Let us waste no more time oh before goodness. acknowledging the presence okay. of the one right. and only cabbage <laughs> merchant. Uh, so we see our we see our buddy, the cabbage merchant, and then we just see right away his cabbages get completely destroyed by a platypus bear because there's not supposed to be any vegetables on the ferries. The platypus bear is in a, I guess it's supposed to be intimidating. <laughs> um, he is intimidating. I know. Yeah. He's smashing cabbages <laughs> with his beak. Beak, right. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. I told you already, no vegetables on the ferry. One cabbage slug could destroy the entire ecosystem of Ba Sing Se. Security! Ah! Ah, my cabbages! Poor cabbage merchant, he's been through so much with these cabbages. He's so distraught, he's having a nervous breakdown. He has to be physically carried away by the Earth Kingdom uh, guards. Poor dude. Mm. And I do want to just quickly say, for a little share me the details moment, she says one single cabbage slug could ruin the, all the crops. Like, we can't let anything get into the city that is, you know, is unsafe. Like, vegetables are very dangerous. We've all maybe heard this if we've flown in and out of the United mm-hmm. States or driven in mm-hmm. and out. Um, and there actually is a cabbage cabbage slug in the cabbages you have to get to the right frame but if you pause it there's a little cabbage slug that flies (sighs) through the air that's like wriggling and that's a hard that might be the share me the detailsiest moment we've ever had on share me the details wow (laughs) but it is there there is a cabbage slug agriculture tsa is in effect over there that's right right. you know one thing that i did think about with that scene really quick was like with all those cabbages smashed couldn't he just make sauerkraut or coleslaw like can you just sell that as that versus like whole cabbage i'm loving this idea because (laughs) you know i love some kimchi and some sauerkraut and there you go. Really? That's awesome. When life gives you smashed cabbages, make coleslaw or sauerkraut. Maybe that's how Cabbage Core gets started. <gasps> Maybe Cabbage oh, exactly. Core finally he realizes, wait, they're doing all the smashing and crushing of the cabbages that's for right. me. Fia, I think exactly. you cracked this wide open. Thank you. Just like the cabbages get cracked <laughs> wide open. I did something open. before Vincent. Thank you. <laughs> I'm loving everything I'm hearing. All right, so he's gone now. And now it's Team Avatar's turn to get their tickets. They need passports. Mm-hmm. They had no idea they needed passports, and uh, they even try to say, you know, well, we don't have passports, but look, we're traveling with the Avatar. She is totally unimpressed. She's like, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. everybody's the Avatar. <laughs> we we pan over to the saddest looking gr- group of people, and of course, Jeremy Zuckerman has to throw in some just sad, like, wah, wah, like tuba yes. version of the Avatar. Avatar theme. It is amazing. I mean, I will say the one with the glider isn't terrible. At least he's not like no. the one picking his nose. Um, and also, I love the guy who's holding hands with a kid. So it's like, wait, mm. they're both Aang? <laughs> like, that's not going to work. You're trying to pass as the one and only Avatar. You've got a kid with you who's also the Avatar. Yeah. There's like Avatar cosplayers running around the Avatar world. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So being the avatar is not going to make a difference. And also, by the way, you can't have animals. Uh, not you can't right. you can't have cabbage slugs. You can't have cabbages. You can't have vegetables. You can't have animals. What are they going to do about Momo? I don't know where it's going from here. Vincent, help us. What's happening? Of course. Well, you know, they were thinking they weren't going to be able to get on this ferry, and then who comes through with the save? Our girl Toph, she yes. comes through and saves the day. Why? Because Toph is a Beifong. And mm. Beifongs are wealthy and powerful in Ba Sing Se. So she shows her what family symbol, which is the flying boar. And she tells them that these are her three traveling companions and her seeing eye lemur, which I 
always to this day still think is hilarious. <laughs> Love. Yes, it is. So it works. Finally, the screaming lady says, all right, fine. She gives them the four tickets. And they're able to get in the ferry. Everything's all cool and copacetic, with the exception of Sokka's being picked on by the guard because Sokka is always being picked on by guards in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, you know, he's dealing, and it's a brief moment because he runs into someone else who we were talking about earlier, and this time, she's not in her Kiyoshi garb. Is there a problem? Yeah, I got a problem with you. I've seen your type before. Probably sarcastic, think you're hilarious, and let me guess, you're traveling with the Avatar. Do I know you? You mean you don't remember? Maybe you remember this. And it's yes. Suki! Yes. Suki's back! It's funny you say that, Dante, because I always say Suki's back when I see that scene because I don't think we've seen her for a while, you know, in between the first time we meet her and right. then. And seeing her out of her Kiyoshi makeup, it humanizes her, you know, a bit. And so we're able to really see how the, the, you know, the connection between her and Sokka. So now the old warriors are all together. You got the team avatar. You got Suki. They're helping all the refugees get to Ba Sing Se. Of course, Suki asks about Appa because, you know, she knows Appa. Appa's family. So the refugees realize that all of their things were stolen and so they have no way to get on the ferry, which really sucks because they just got the ferry tickets. So you just get the ferry tickets, now you lost them. Ugh. So then when Aang tries to get more from the, from the lady, she's like, no, sorry, only one ticket is given. Basically, she denies them. And then they decide, oh, guess we have to go through the serpent's pass, which is like the most dangerous pass ever. And of course, they're going to go through the surface pass because that's the name of the episode. So it's not really that surprising, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, they have to go to a place that's called that. That's a good point. There's a really good chance we're yes. going to end up there. Exactly. I just want to quickly shout out the moment of Suki asking about Appa because I feel like we've all been at some points in our lives where something we wish wouldn't we didn't have to think about or like we just got it out of our mind or maybe we're always thinking mm-hmm. about it, but we wouldn't want to talk about it. And our well-meaning friends are like, hey, how's such and such? Or like, what's going on mm-hmm. with so-and-so? And we all yeah. know that feeling in your stomach. It's like getting kicked, but no one meant to kick you. You know what I mean? Where you're just right. like, yes. oh, right. here yeah. we go. I got to tell this yeah. story again. Like, I don't want to have to tell it because it's it's true. It's it's real. That makes it more real when I have to hear myself say it, you know? Mm-hmm. And can I point out one thing about Suki running into Sock and trying to like put him through the paces or whatnot without make the makeup on? And he was like, oh, I didn't recognize you without the makeup. Mm-hmm. Like most guys, you said to a girl, you catch some fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, exactly. You can't do that. But it worked out cool for Sokka because Sokka chilled it. Right. Right. Just a little PSA to all y'all out there. Good PSA, buddy. Right. Oh. So now, now we got the gang and they're getting ready to head to the Serpent's Pass, joined now by Suki. And the sign at the entrance says, Abandon Hope. And that's pretty grim. But Aang like goes way Buddhist on everyone. Look at this writing. How awful. What does it say? It says, abandon hope. How can we abandon hope? That's all we have. I don't know. The monks used to say that hope is just a distraction. So maybe we do need to abandon it. And he's like, I guess it's time to be pragmatic, you know? They can't use hope. To get across the path. I mean, you know, when I first heard it, I felt like kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. But I mean, I kind of get where he's coming from. Like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. let's not have blind hope and stuff. I was kind of with him. on. I mean, he was yeah. had a bad attitude about it all. But, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> I know what he was talking about. I got where he was about. going, yeah. I, right. Exactly. I got where yeah. he was going. 
And so now Katara's worried about Aang, and Suki explains that the Fire Nation has some secret project on the other side of the lake and are keeping a watchful eye, which does prove to be true, which does prove to be true. Yeah. And all I can say about that situation is Fire Nation were very innovative people. The Fire Nation's pretty innovative in this episode. I'm like, all right, sure. Steve Jobs, sure. with, the, with the innovation. <laughs> Save it for next episode, dude. <laughs> so, but then they get they get spotted by some Fire Nation ships, and then the fireballs start, of course, coming at them, flying at them, and the, the gang jumps into action uh, to deflect all these balls of fire. Sokka seems uh, like he's acting a little strange when it comes to Suki. Yeah. He's getting a little... Overprotective? Overprotective. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy, kind of, because she's a Kyoshi warrior. <laughs> Which is why it's so good, though, because right. like always, Avatar does yes. not shy away from people's response to trauma, which is mm-hmm. so no. good. It's like if any of us thought that, you know, he's going to see Suki and he's going to be mm-hmm. good to go and like have a little romance and everything. Not only does he imagine he may have feelings of guilt, survivor's guilt and otherwise about mm-hmm. UA, he also is now worried about anybody he cares about, you know, that in yep. that way, now it's like, oh, no, this is what could happen to anyone I care about. And I I know you all agree because everyone's vigorously yes. nodding. And I all know that yeah. con- I know your the contents of your hearts, which is like we that's why we love this show is that it's like, yeah, yeah he's not OK. He's not OK. Suki, you shouldn't sleep there. Who knows how stable this ledge is? It could give way at any moment. Sokka, I'm fine. Stop worrying. You're right. You're right. You're perfectly capable of taking care of yourself. Wait! Oh, never mind. I thought I saw a spider. But you're fine. It's so true because you mentioned Yue and it just all came back to me. Like, you know, her going to the moon and, and yeah. phasing into For the moon. For Shadow Report, what, what, you little Yue energy is dropped in this episode. Just a little. <laughs> just a little bit, right? But yeah, I, I appreciate that you mentioned that, Janet. Just about like the traumatic part of it. Like, he is traumatized still. And I, I didn't think about it like that. So I appreciate you mentioning that. It's... That's real, yeah. Yeah. So, meanwhile, on the ferry, our man Zuko and his uh, newfound friend Jet and the Freedom Fighters gang, you know, you could have a gang, just name it a good name. Like, we're, you know, we're a gang, but we're the Freedom Fighters. We're- <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to question that. So, I love that. Zuko and Jet are liberating, yeah. um, and I'm saying a lot of liberating, of food. And, and dare I say, you know, look, you get a glimpse of what could have been. With mm-hmm. this this dynamic mm-hmm. duo, like they could be up there with like Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, or yeah. I don't know Tango and Cash. Sure, yeah. I yes. think Who else? Yes. I don't even think of double guys like that. I don't Tango know. and Cash. Thank you for that one. That's me, my dad. <laughs> That's a good pull right there. That's a good pull. Before we move on, Afia, and you take us into the next section, I did want to just give a shout out to Abandon Hope because it, I'm sure I would imagine that Abandon Hope is a reference to. And I'm going to shout out my Dante right now because we got some Dante's Inferno, Dante's Divine Comedy. Yes. It, okay. it, it, it occurs there. The um, expression there as you're kind of entering into the depths is abandon all hope ye who enter here. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah. So I love that uh-huh. call. And um, I'm telling you some deep stuff. Okay. Yes. All right. If you take us down, where what happens now? So right now we're back with Ang and Kantara. And we're talking about, you know, they're talking about Appa and how it's affecting Aang, like clearly, right? Of course, you know, at this point in time, we're seeing Aang, he's doing all his best to like bottle up all his feelings, all his emotions. It makes us all want to cry. I know Janet wants to like waterbend some some weeping moments Um, right now. It's okay. 
I was so angry about losing Appa, I couldn't control myself. I hated feeling like that. But now you're not letting yourself feel anything. I know sometimes it hurts more to hope, and it hurts more to care. But you have to promise me that you won't stop caring. I mean, I'm just tears when yes. Katara's saying that. That it hurts more. It's scarier. It's harder to hope, and it's harder to care. That line is just calling out to, like, five-year-old me. It is. And being like... I, I got you. <laughs> I got mm-hmm. you. And I think to all of us at any age. Yes. I was just about like, to say, it's oh, calling to so five-year-old true. you and it's calling to like 21-year-old me, right? Where it's like, yes. you're going through like these emotions and you feel like you don't want to hope. Like, it's just so hard yes. to think of oh, the bright so side. Like, it really is. Um, and so at the end of that, like, Katara just asks, you know, like, all I'm asking is that you just promise that you won't stop caring. Uh, she even offers him a hug and he bows yeah. and he walks away from her. And it's like, it's really rough kind of seeing oh, and yes. just like yes. shun a hug and go right. away. Like he was so in his head. So like, it was really heartbreaking. Um, and at the same time, like on the other spectrum, here is Sokka and Suki having their own moment. Something happened at the North Pole and I couldn't protect someone. I don't want anything like that to ever happen again. I lost someone I cared about. He didn't die. He just went away. I only had a few days to get to know him, but he was smart and brave and funny. Who is this guy? Is he taller than me? No. He's about your height. Is he better looking? It is, you stupid. Oh. And we have, like, a really (laughs) sweet moment. And they're about to kiss. And I don't know if anyone noticed this, but I also noticed this too. Like, right as they're about to kiss, in between the spaces of their face, there's the moon. Yeah. And, yes. Yes. and then he stops. I'm so and then glad he you pulls back. UA in the sky. Yes. And That's I was right. like, That's oh right. my goodness. Like, you felt like it almost felt as though maybe he was feeling UA looking at them yes. in this moment. And almost. It was like, it's too soon yes. and I'm not Giving ready. She's lesson. right there. She's the moon. I was exactly. going to say, Vincent, thank you. Yes. She would want him to be she happy. Would. She, she would. absolutely would, mm-hmm. you know, but he's mm-hmm. not seeing it that way. And, and you know, a lot of that's going on. For sure. So moving on, uh, we have Iroh on the ferry and he mistakes Smellerby for a uh, boy, actually. He's like, uh, your name sounds really weird for a boy. And uh, Smellerby goes, it's because I'm a girl. Uh, and gets up and has this moment and like storms off, like really upset about this like mistaken identity thing, which is like a really cool moment too in the show because this is another opportunity for Avatar where there's like some gender fluidity. Like we never gender really fluidity. knew like, you know, is Smellerby a girl or a boy or not? Like we didn't know. And it also wasn't something that was pushed to the forefront as being like the most important thing. Smellerby being Smellerby yeah, was right. the most important thing. Right. Um, exactly. And I think that the show like did a really good job of, of depicting that, especially when Smellerby walks away and a long shot follows them and, and you know, looks has silent conversation, almost telepathic. And then Smellerby looks at Longshot and says, uh, you know, as long as I'm confident with who I am, it doesn't matter what other people think. And I was like, mm-hmm. snaps. Yes, yes. Kudos. Yes. So good. Love, love, love. We love our Smellerby mm-hmm. and, and everything that Smellerby has represented to, to folks who feel seen by Smellerby in some way. Um, and also just has the cutest name ever, Smellerby. Okay. Uh, so back with Iroh and Jet and Zuko, the conversation is kind of hovering about around Bossing Say and how good life is supposed to be there. Uh, the last time Iroh was there, he's, you know, he was a different man. We all know how true that is. And Jet's kind of like, no, 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 me, yeah, 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 different man, different man. Sure, I plan to start fresh also. Absolutely. And Iroh, we see him approve. We see, you know, reflecting back his own life and 
maybe trying to get the message across to someone else who happens to be close by that he really believes people should get second chances. So uh, I think that's that seems like it's kind of screaming without screaming in that moment. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, Dante, but we love our Uncle Iroh. Hint, hint, oh, message. yeah. Oh, yeah, Uncle. Dragon of the West. Last time we was here, you was burning this place down. <laughs> it's true. So then we go over to the Serpent's Pass. A gang has reached this area uh, that's totally submerged in water. And Katara is going to do this amazing move where she's parting the sea. Yes. But she does need help. So Aang gets involved. He's for forming his signature protective bubble. Um, it kind of reminds me of those t- tunnels at aquariums where you can see everything swimming mm-hmm. all around you. You know, yes. um, yep. Momo sees his lunch, for example. He's got to dip out there see if he can get a fish but something else is out there too uh something super big it gives me the chills even though it's a cartoon still it just mm-hmm. feels like mm-hmm. I, I feel like they make they do such a good job of really making you feel what it would feel like to be like look at all these small cute fish and then just a wall of yes, something passes ominous <laughs> thing oh, I got in the chills background when I was talking about it yeah it's real <laughs> ominous yes. um and it's and in fact it is a serpent i mean again it is called yes, the serpent's, serpent's pass, pass. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it breaks through their their protective bubble uh toff is able to quickly earthbend just their little chunk of land that they were on uh, upward and the serpent is just so big it's just very very big and right then of course the show cuts to commercial because who doesn't want to have the terrifying screams of the serpent haunting them for a few minutes uh, as they wait for the show to come back so true <laughs> so cruel so cruel so yes, yeah, so we have Sokka being Sokka again, and we love Sokka, but sometimes Sokka is always doing the most. So in this case, he decided to offer Momo to the serpent. Like, Come on, Sokka, Momo's Sokka. family like Appa's family, but yeah. we'll give him a pass. So, <laughs> so then we have Aang, Aang is the avatar, he's doing his thing, he's distracting the serpent. Katara is his, his, his right hand, creates the path, lets people go, and then she goes to help Aang, and they're doing their thing, and, you know, because they're a dynamic duo. They're doing their thing, they're holding down the serpent, but our beloved Toph mm-hmm. is so vulnerable, and mm-hmm. she's, like, sliding across the ice because she can't see, she sees with her feet, she can't vibrate on ice, and, and it's the first time we see her vulnerable, right? We, yes. we never see Toph vulnerable, yeah. but... But now we're seeing her scared, and it's it's an alarming thing to, to witness. And so she falls in the water. She can't swim. Scary. I'm not a strong swimmer, so I'm a, I can understand what that's like. But to sure. be blind on top of that is another thing. So all that happens. But then our girl Suki, bam, to the rescue again, because Suki is that chick. <laughs> and she saves Toph. And what does Toph do? She plants a big, lovely kiss on her, thinking of Sokka. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yes, when she parts out as Suki, she has this embarrassing look. So again, we get to see Toph be a little, not humiliated, not humiliated, but a little like embarrassed. Like we get to see her like kind of like, first it was serious and then he kind of got us to laugh at it, which is really cool. Yeah. Oh, Sokka, you saved me. Actually, it's me. Oh, well, <laughs> you can go ahead and let me drown now. So then, Katara and, and, and Aang, they do their water bending thing. They create this maelstrom, this whirlpool. It spins the serpent around. The serpent gets knocked out and swims away and all that other good stuff. And then Ying goes into labor. <laughs> yes, Jane indeed. Jane goes to labor right when they see the city walls. <laughs> yeah. 
they sit on that for a while too because I feel like we all kind of have an understanding that if we're mm-hmm. on an adventure and there is a woman who is expecting and she is as as has close to giving birth as Ying is when we very first right. meet her in Zuko alone it is a little bit like you know you introduce this concept you're sort of waiting to, for the baby yes. to, to be born but that gets right. pulled out for a couple of episodes because it certainly does not happen in Zuko alone mm-hmm. so I have to like give a shout out to just like teasing that arc out for right. as long as they did before the the baby and also the fear too of us thinking that something would happen on that ice bridge and it was like <gasps> yes exactly yes, great exactly. point and then too just to, to complete that section is what's, what's also dope too is we see katara as a warrior and maternal because she births the child from ying and she learned that from grand grand i, I love those moments like when she, she yes. says what she learned from her grandmom you know because that's that's legacy you know that's you know intergenerational and so like that's that was that's a great moment she birthed the baby after saving everyone Ugh, she's so cool um and also we should give a shout out to uh to fuki because uh some people love that uh, toff gave suki a little smooch um yes. and that's, that's right thus the birth of of Tofuki is born so shout out to that ship it. All right. Now, back on the ferry, Jet confronts Zuko. He knows who he is. Or does he? He he actually sees them both as outcasts, and he Mm. says, we need to stick together. And they have this really beautiful, smoky scene with all these, like, really (laughs) nice close-ups. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. It's a great scene. And uh, now Ying has a beautiful baby girl, and Katara Mm -hmm. needs Aang to see this new, little new life. Mm. And then, after... Aang reluctantly goes to see the baby. It has the effect that she hoped for. Aang tears up and, you know, starts, you know, I see Jan's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Water bend those tears back. I've been going through a really hard time lately, but you've made me hopeful again. I know what I want to name our baby now. Hope. That's a perfect name. Hope. And then a bit later, Aang acknowledges that he wasn't letting himself feel his feelings, not just about Appa, but about Katara. And they hug. There's no kiss, mind you, but they hug. No kiss. Very passionate, <laughs> passionate hug. And um, but a lot of a lot of Katang feels. A lot of Katang. I feel you. I feel you, Katang people out there. A lot of Katang feels right there. And then Aang's got to got to go right away to try and find Appa. And he's like, "We'll meet up later on." We'll meet up soon. He takes off. And then Suki's headed back Mm -hmm. to the other Kyoshi Mm -hmm. warriors now. And Sokka, now that Sokka's safely across the Serpent's Pass, and they have a really cute scene where where Sokka realizes that she actually came to protect him, even though he was trying to protect her the whole time. She was like, I actually came to protect you. And then they have this other moment. Mm. They're revealing their kind of feelings. And they do kiss. And like a real long kiss. Like... Come on mm-hmm. now. Hard to deny you that know. kiss. Mm-hmm. It, was it was a real. break and then a comeback and then a break for yeah. air and come back again. Uh-huh. That's when you know it's real. <laughs> Sokka That's was right. like, it's daytime. It's time to kiss now in the daylight. <laughs> and they're right there. So Aang soars over the, the Great Wall only to see a huge machine drilling towards the city mm-hmm. wall, which is probably why the next episode is called The Drill. So Alpha's going to have to wait a bit longer. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> and Ty Lee's in that episode. I love Ty Lee. 
<laughs> yes, a lot going on is two part. Oh, yeah. A lot going There's on. There's so two-parter. much that goes on in that episode. Yeah, it's yes. so good. Also, shout out to Jetco. Were you talking about that smoky uh, moment Ooh, between yes. uh, Zuko and Jet? That's another. Yeah. There's a lot of ships in this episode that show up. Yeah, there's a lot of chemistry between a those lot of two. close face talking too. Yes. yes. That's very personal. It's the director. I wonder it's if that's good. just his Yeah, style. Ethan wanted to lay all those eggs. Yeah. yeah, and just be like, why don't you, what about this? And what about this? It's so good. And it is a really emotional episode. It's such an emotional episode for Aang and for Sokka. And, and it is very much like a, a cliffhanger that's like, oh, no. Okay, that does not yeah. look good. That giant drill does not look good. Right. Travelers, are you itching to go to Ba Sing Se but nervous about getting the coveted ferry ticket? Well, worry no more because we can sell you a fake passport. <laughs> Just kidding, that would be illegal. But we can sell you the next best thing. Available in four sizes, our I Know the Beifongs t shirt tells the ticket agent everything they need to know without you saying a word. The I Know the Beifongs t shirt. If it doesn't get you into Ba Sing Se, you'll still be the most stylish reject around. Let me ask you this. It's a little one-question quiz, but I'm sure we all realize that it seemed like we were a little light on the numbers with the old Freedom Fighters. So I wanted to see if anybody could name who is missing from the original Freedom Fighters in this episode. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. <laughs> we know we got Smeller B and Longshot. Right. Those are yes. two I remember the most, for sure. Does anyone yeah. remember what the name of the really Squeaky, big guy Tiny, left? Tiny, the big, tiny. big one. The big yeah. one, right? Little tiny. guy. Little big man. You're so close. It's me. Yeah, right. Pip squeak. Pip squeak. Pip squeak. <laughs> Pip squeak. Yeah. Pip squeak. We're also missing, we're missing the Duke. <sighs> the Duke. We're missing the Duke. Yes. And we're missing sneers. Yes. And they actually they have their own little adventures going on. Like while the Freedom Fighters disband, um, they've got their own adventures going on. So you have to find out about those like by reading certain things or watching certain upcoming episodes. Pips Creek was like, Jet's crazy. We can't roll with him no more. Right. Yeah. Right. So that is that. Um, Animal Crossing. I feel like we just had the serpent. Am I missing something? We had a cabbage slug. I guess that might be a hybrid animal. I'm not sure. We had the platypus bear. Platypus bear. And we had our platypus bear. New creature wise. I mean, this thing makes the unagi seem like a cute pet. Like, this one seems so. It's like snake eyes are so empty of anything. You're just like, oh, you're. He's a monster. Yeah, it's like a. It's just eyes right. are so cold. The way they, the way yeah, they're the eyes. It's really good. Yeah. how scary he is. Right. Right. So before we wrap up uh, and ask where we can find you, our wonderful, beautiful friends, and I know you have a little uh, something you wanted to tell us, uh, Fia, as well. Let's talk about most valuable bending. What do we think is the most valuable bending mm, moment? I got a couple of people on social media who quickly uh, weighed in, but let's hear from you guys first. What is everybody thinking? Just throw some stuff hmm. out there. Huh. I have a couple. I think Aang and Katara were doing the working the maelstrom when they were going across Serpent's Pass to me. I think was it was one of the most valuable bending moments because it it saved the day. Oh, oh no! Actually, no. I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry. Don't steal uh, mine. Okay. I'm I'm looking I, at you. I was just gonna say when Toph <laughs> when Toph. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh, steal Vincent, mine. Oh, you got shut down. You got shut down, Afia. Because I knew okay, he was going to go there. You guys could team up. Afia, <laughs> where is he going with this? Tell us. Yeah, all right, I'll stick with Katara, but you take Toph. <laughs> when, <laughs> we'll when they were on the serpent's path, 
and mm-hmm. the Fire Nation ships were sending those balls, and mm-hmm. it was basically mm-hmm. cutting up everyone's path. And Toph yes. saved like several people, and no one said thank mm-hmm. you to her. And she's like, "Thank right. you, Toph." That is the most valuable moment because if she did oh, not save anybody, yes. then there would be no serpent's yeah. path to cross. No one would be crossing. Pretty Pretty win. Win. Pretty Pretty solid. A fear for the win. Thank yes. you. All right. I knew win. it cooking in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of support for both um, on social media. At Jeremy Noir VA says easily, he thinks easily Qatar, the parting of the sea for everyone to walk through, the ice bridge to the shore, the water surfing as she helped Ang fight mm-hmm. the serpent. My girl was putting in the work. Yes. That's from she Jeremy. Is. At Anxiety Be Happy on Twitter says, while I agree with everyone that Katara parting the sea is very important for their journey, I have to say Toph. Toph saved multiple people on that cliff walk. Agreed, says Zach Schrader. He says, I think it has to be Toph. As impressive as Katara was, Toph being able to protect the gang from the falling boulders yes. and then later resurfacing in order to have a fighting chance against the giant serpent has to be yep. it. So I'm happy okay. to give them a tie, have them share yeah, that yeah. glory, just like sure. we're sharing the glory of how fabulous and perfect and wonderful both of you have been on the show. Thank that you. takes us to the most valuable non-bending moment and that's mm. we're leaving that up to us we just got the most valuable bending yeah. from Suki saving media. the goat mm. Suki saving top because it's, it's, it's weird it. to see a goat with like all of a sudden you see their kryptonite right like oh she right. can't swim yeah like she's done yep I do love that I'm gonna marry mom with Dante's actually my favorite non-bending one was Toph's vulnerability there you go. I like that. That's mine. <laughs> I like those. I like it. I like marrying those together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's, she's bad. Janet, what's yours? Yeah, what's yours, Janet? I don't know. I think I was going to say Suki because I do love that moment. Yeah. I, the only reason that I like mm. paused on that was just that dumb thing that you tell yourself, which is like, well, <laughs> maybe probably Sokka would have jumped it. Like you think like, oh, someone else yeah. probably would have done it, you know, too. But like, I don't know if they would have been successful, you know, and it's did. like, exactly. and also Suki showed up for the whole team. She showed she left her post to make sure that mm-hmm. Sokka and company were safe. Um, mm-hmm. The loyalty of that and also her patience and her understanding and her willingness to support Sokka and what he's going through. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say yeah. Suki MVP for the yeah. whole episode in terms of yes. non-bending. Um, With that yeah. Olympic level girl, swimming. Right? Let's give it to our girl Suki. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And anytime Jet is fighting is a is a valuable non-bending moment. Very true. Very also skilled fighter that Jet. He is skilled. Barley branch in his mouth. <laughs> he just went in with the behind him. <laughs> You too. Yeah. What a joy and a pleasure. I don't even know if we've had two people on a recap with us. This might be the first time. And yeah, what, a, so what a joy. We adore Yay. you. And awesome. thank you so much for doing this. Well, Afia, did you say that you had something that you wanted to Yes, I did. I do. <laughs> yes. Okay. So super, super quick. I'm just going to say, so I've had a connection with these fine Avatar folks, Miss Janet and Dante, like for years. Dante might even remember, but I used to harass him like on Facebook like years ago and ask him to like join a podcast. Hey. And, like, um, and a while ago, Janet and I spoke and I offered to make her jewelry. Um, and she said, sure, make me a bracelet. And... I understood how beautiful that was because I know that you don't wear jewelry. You're not a jewelry person. And I was like, I want to acknowledge that. So as of late, been getting into the resin crafting. And for this episode, I've decided to make you both these (gasps) cool Avatar-inspired resin coasters. Oh my nice. goodness, thank you so much. Wow. So I have I love it. a set of four for the both of you. So thank yes. you so much. By thank all means, so please much. live out your best avatar life while having a responsible beverage. 
(laughs) (laughs) They will get used. I'm telling you right now I have a raccoon sock that I have cut off into because the heel wore down and I had to turn it into a drink koozie. Like I had to do like a little. And that was my thing. I was like, if Jen is not going to wear the jewelry, I want to give her something that's functional. And I was like, I don't want Dante to not have something as well for inviting us for the two of you. Thank you. Thank you. That's so lovely. Please uh, tell people where they can find you, please. Okay. Vincent Bernard underscore 83 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse. All the things. Great. (laughs) Awesome. And you can find the two of us on the Adultish Podcast, which you can find on most streaming platforms. Um, And if you want to hit us up on the social medias, you can find Adultish. That's adult-ish, I-S-H, on Facebook. Um, I believe it's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you guys want to find me, I'm ALJA0214 on Insta. That's where you can find me. That's about it. Love it. Thank you guys for hanging with us. Thank, thank you, you for, for having us this. and thank you for your positivity on your podcast it's great um we just yes. love this this is this gives us an excuse to to bring on people we adore so thank you thank you thank you everybody we will talk to you next week when we get into the drill see you guys next week thank you so much for listening to avatar braving the elements and hey make sure to subscribe follow leave us a review all of that really helps the podcast so much and we love you guys Next week, get ready for an exclusive listen to Braving the Elements live from London Comic-Con. You can follow me on social media at the JV Club on Instagram and at Janet Varney on Twitter. And I'm at Dante Bosco on both of those. We'll see you next Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.